0: Hey, what is up, nerds? Guess what I want to tell you about. Have you ever listened to the show and you thought to yourself,
1: man, I want to wear what they're saying. Well, folks, we have that for you right now. That's right. All the content that you're hearing on the show and original content is located at the merch at nerdonomy.com. That's right. We have t-shirts. We have things that are made in the U.S. Support the Nerdonomy. Support the U.S. Just wear our stuff. Awesome.
0: Listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin
2: Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. Okay, so
1: let's just say we are about ready to record, and the lights all of a sudden go out. We hear, <laughs> we hear a bolt of lightning. The lights all of a sudden come back on, and one of us is dead. First of all, who is the body? And second of all. Who is the killer? Mm. I volunteer to be the body. You volunteer as tribute? Well, he, I
0: volunteer as tribute.
1: <laughs> That'd be funny because we have to figure out who killed you 1,200 miles away.
0: <laughs> Nine no, because you said we're all in the same room. Oh, that's right. We Let's go out.
3: Okay, that's true. remember what you said, Brian. Come on. All right, <clears throat> so Sean's dead. Who killed Sean? And it's just the people Brian, okay, right obviously now. it's Brian. Yeah, Brian. The right, no,
4: yeah. it's not yeah, come on, <laughs> Does yeah. Brian really have a motive? No,
2: that's the. Yeah, yeah, that's who we brothers. think. That's
0: who everybody thinks. Let's say there's an. I'm audience. the easy choice, come That's on. who
5: everybody thinks for sure, killed it's me always It's always who you least him.
3: expect, isn't it? So there you go. So then. Evan. What? 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 Well, <laughs> he's the new
5: guy,
4: so
3: hey. therefore,
5: he, there's no clear motive. You guys
4: already hazed me. That's enough.
5: We think Not he's yet. a new guy, but it turns out Evan
1: is older than he says he was. Has been taunted by Sean his entire life. The whole story about <laughs> him coming from
5: Nebraska. They did. Lies. He did Nebraska. go to. He did go to a Catholic school. <clears throat> Here's a counter theory to uh. that.
4: Let's say I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and go on. Okay,
2: that's, that's I all got I got so idea. far.
4: You're
3: dead. All
0: right. So I'm laying there dead on the floor, correct? Yeah. Yes. Probably. You guys all start blaming each other, and systematically you all kill each other, and the last person kills themselves, and then I get up like the end of Saw and take off my busted headpiece, and it was me who just tricked you all into killing each other. <laughs> it's and like Saw meets sense. the Westing game. So I'll what's
4: probably.
0: your motive,
1: play. We
4: gotta yeah. have a motive.
1: Sean doesn't have a motive. He's associate back.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> enjoyed watching you all kill each other in my honor.
3: Oh, okay. And then how are you going to explain that to your mother? And then you just smoke a cigar wow, well, and
4: just walk all over the I've explained a
5: lot of things to her, Sarah. A lot <laughs> of how
3: would you explain
4: She'll to her that right. I died? Me specifically.
5: Oh, you were delivering a pizza or something. Oh. Because <laughs> we don't know you. <laughs> oh. Okay. And he ate the pizza and walked away. There you go. Right. <laughs> right. It's not a terrible theory.
3: No, but if no, Sean was here's actually another theory. dead... <laughs> Okay, so let's
4: go die. with that I'm actually
3: dead. <laughs> okay, so if Sean's actually sure, like dead. this
0: is a Hollywood movie, we'll have seven different kinds of threads that we'll film to see which ones the audiences like better.
4: Sure. Well, first of all, I'll lock the door because I
3: don't want to let these monsters out of my sight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Which and, means I didn't do it, and you're probably going to be the one who's like trying to deduce everything to try and figure yeah. out who it was. Because you're... I reluctantly take yeah. the Sherlock Holmes role. Yes, after you seeing have to. you in
5: Boeing, Boeing, yeah, there, I can't see you not being a detective. Just putting that out there.
1: And who's the sidekick? Who becomes the... I'll be holding
5: auditions for my sidekick.
4: Ready, set, go.
1: Obviously, I, but I think you're the killer, though, and that's also oh, the person really? I But It'd be even better if you're both, because who would expect the sidekick of the detective? That is very
5: true. I do ride on your coattails, so, Evan. I
0: believe Kevin said before we started recording that he is filled with unbridled, unbridled rage. This is, rage. This is true. Yeah. He did yeah. say that. Which, by the way, is also the name of his autobiography being turned into a Hallmark Channel special called Unbridled Rage.
5: Kevin's Sartorius story. Or I'm played by Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? I'm played by Dean Cain like every shitty movie <laughs> I'm played by Superman. I'll take it. All right, all right. I think what's <laughs>
1: most disturbing is that not that it's just the what you said it so casually Just and that's what I think is what's making us nervous right yeah. now. And, well,
4: What uh, makes
3: me nervous is that Sarah hasn't said a word so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just I, you know, Kevin totally full of rage and totally murdery.
0: And again, not, not look how she's projecting it on the Kevin at all, at all. Do you see? Do you see how she's blaming Kevin? Yep, and actually I really wouldn't did.
3: I probably wouldn't suspect Brian Because he would be the obvious choice He'd be the, the clear red herring in the situation so, I would... so we'll skip over that hour and a half of plot yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you know what though? What? I think it would be the guy Who is always so darn polite Eric Passes himself off as a pacifist Refers to you as sir or madam all the time Helps to take in the groceries The one you least expect Eric Brickmont
3: Dun, dun, dun. That makes sense. We are all gathered around his place, but though. But we did find so. out you were
0: exactly. stranded with Medora,
1: so... <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. He wasn't even that in the room. It. He's the one guy who wasn't in the room at the time, so we That's blame right. him at first. He, we and find they, out there's actually he convinces us he didn't do it, but then we realize... He has a secret passage built in the wall. When the lights went out, he came through the passage he and he beat you to yeah. death
4: with an onk. Beat
3: <laughs> <laughs> you to be death with an onk.
5: <laughs> and then chokes and strangles you uh, by shoving a sonic su- screwdriver down your throat. No, or, but wouldn't he be smart enough to use another item that one of no, you is to? No, because Sarah's also a Hoovian, so the blame then passes to Sarah. Dumb, dump, dumb. But then but
3: everybody knows that I know that you only use the sonic screwdriver as a tool, not as a weapon. But I know that you know that you know that I don't know what the sonic screwdriver is. You know what? <laughs> really? This is all I'm kidding. I was about to say, I'm sorry, we have some education to do <laughs> on the phone. <laughs>
0: I think this is all proven that this is why these murder mystery type of movies That's and shows are such gold mines for writers because you can really do whatever the fuck you want and make it as crazy as you want
5: yeah. so Alien and Predator are stuck in a room together and all of a sudden <laughs> the lights go out you hear this blood curdling scream and then oh my god a marine a, a colonial marine is dead on the floor who done <laughs> who
2: done? a, clo- wait, a and colonial like, marine and
1: it's
5: just like the Predator's just
1: like <laughs> He's he pointing. He's pointing at the scene. And no then, more. and
2: then the
5: alien opens its mouth, and he uses the tongue to point at the predator, just in and out, in uh, and out.
0: I and can't wait they... to see the trial of the predator. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm innocent, innocent. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
2: okay.
5: And that weird laugh.
1: Do you have to do that all the time, Mr. Predator?
3: Hmm. <laughs> but here's a question how did Sean die
0: how did Sean die I was beaten to death with my own shoes
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: brilliant I was gonna say rectal asphyxiation, <laughs>
5: rectal, asphyxiation. <laughs> rectal asphyxiation I was gonna say rectal
0: asphyxiation he was suffocated Ooh, by his own asshole a, is that can that be a cause of death I
5: think um, you were farted on. I wrong. think we need to contact Ice-T. Because if that, that could be a cause SBU, of death, the if leading up
0: to it have to be just amazing, so I'm going to try that.
5: So, and then Ice-T opens the door. Yo, this dude suffered from anal asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a John
0: Mulaney reference. Yes, it though. was. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Sean. You mean to tell me this guy gets off oh, little on Kill girls. little curls little curls <laughs>
5: Yes, yeah, I, see. I see. you work
0: in the fucking Special Victims Unit. You've been doing this for five <laughs> years. Sexual crimes.
1: And on that note, welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. I am Brian Moriarty.
5: I'm Sarah Ashley. I am the murderer, Kevin Satorius. And I'm Sean Moriarty. And I'm dead. You didn't see it coming, Sean. My unfathomable Sorry. amount of love for you. And it I turns out myself. you were the victim.
1: And with us tonight is a very special guest, a friend of the nerds... A stage actor in his own right. A thespian. A thespian, exactly. Uh, Mr. Evan Michael Schumacher. Hello. Hello, Michael. Hey. Any relation to the man that ruined Batman for everyone?
4: <laughs> you know, I do have an Uncle Joel Schumacher, but he is a 60-year-old farmer from Nebraska, so I don't think so.
0: One more question. Does a story. he have story. nipples on the outside of his overalls? Because <laughs> <laughs> he could be hiding.
5: All he, in fact,
0: could does. Be
4: he does.
3: Oh, uh-huh. shit. On a side. Well, that's not weird at all. No, On a side <laughs> I just grow
1: corn, guys. I just grow corn now.
4: That was my impression of Joel
1: Schumacher <laughs> trying to... I a be a farmer in Nebraska
4: <laughs> because right. after you bomb those movies there's really only one thing you can do is be a farmer in Nebraska
5: or yep. you
1: make Phantom of the Opera and oh, that's right. the number 23 and I think that was his last one so
5: I was going to say as a side tangent I did listen to the I think it was the Batman and Robin or the Batman Forever audio commentary with Joel Schumacher and he said he made the bat nipples on the armor to resemble uh, Roman armor that also had nipples on yes, it yes that is true Joel Schumacher man of history yeah <laughs> Focus. So
1: um <laughs> folks, if you couldn't tell from our questions from tonight what would be our topic for tonight, you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast because I think you need to go into remedial education. Uh, it is There he
0: goes, alienating our audience once
1: again. <laughs>
3: Stop Bye, insulting listeners. stupid people. <laughs> I don't even cut... know what
4: we're talking about yet. <laughs> we're,
1: we're we're gonna cut that out because that was very judgmental. Fuck
0: you. Guess who gets to cut this shit? It's <laughs> <the idiot bitch. laughs>
1: Please.
3: <laughs> murder mysteries Please. that's what we're talking about murder
1: mysteries who done it which i never liked because that implies who done it is uh not grammatically correct and i'm surprised oh, that sarah hasn't said anything sorry, about it who has Harris. done it
3: well yeah but who or who's
5: who? done it whom no who's no who's done no. it no. Not, not whom i know
3: i, I was fucking but it's you. it's colloquial so it's kind of forget. If, if you're, you're looking at it York. from a ling- if you're looking at it from a linguistic standpoint. It's fine. Who cares? Or if
5: you're from New York,
1: who's done it? The reason why Evan is here is because he uh, loves this genre and uh, he requested to be on the show. And because we know him, it was very very easy to uh, secure that. Yes, it's easy to I say have been, yes, Evan.
4: I have been bugging these fine fine people for much too long mm. to let me on the show, uh, and we. After Damn much- it,
5: Kevin! Turn your vibrator off.
2: <laughs> now on. is not the minute. time, madam.
5: <laughs> Give me a minute. Okay, now we can go.
4: And I guess what I've always loved about mysteries is just the fact that even the people within the story don't exactly know what's going on, and to be on that same page with them is always something that I find really fascinating.
1: Yeah, I try not to try to figure out who it is. I'm just wanting to be lost in it and just kind of like go, huh? "What? It was the baker." <laughs>
3: you know? Twists and turns. <laughs> No, I always want to figure it out. That's half the fun. is like trying to trying to piece. Yeah, together. but I
4: always feel a little guilty after I figure it out. Kind of like right after you have, when I you know finish when I'm watching porn, it's like oh, I'm watching this. Oh yeah. Okay. Did you just say
0: watching porn? No. <laughs> what did he you just say? he I mean, knows that see, feeling well, you have where you feel miserable
5: afterwards.
3: Yeah, and you're just just like yourself.
2: oh oh god what, <laughs> like, oh, what, what have god, god, I forgot. God. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> that's
3: what I came to. Oh. No, see, I, I don't have that feeling when I'm watching like murder mysteries and like when I figure out, I'm much more smug about it. I'm just like knew it whatever couldn't fool me I don't know I'm totally an asshole though, so. <laughs> I always feel bad when I
4: figure it out but that really happens so I guess I don't feel bad too often yeah you have to
0: really want to not figure it out when you watch as many movies as we all do probably you have to be willfully ignorant
5: I, if, uh, I check my brain out the door
1: if Eric were here he would comment that his wife uh, always figures out who it is because well she's studying that in school so yeah. Uh, Criminology, yeah, uh, criminal psychology. She's going to yeah.
0: Batman College. <laughs> She's going to Batman School.
1: Bat College. Yes. And... Bat well, if i anyone's interested. We do have a blog post on a full college plan toward becoming a, getting a degree and becoming a superhero. So,
0: and it's legit.
3: Actually, it's pretty good.
1: It's good. Yeah, it it's a me... two parter. It's two because well, it's like three thousand words. I didn't. Want... <laughs> it's a lot of reading for one person to look on a blog. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, tangent aside. Um, Why don't we take a step back and figure out where does the genre start with murder mysteries on film? Because obviously it goes back easily to the 19th century.
3: Well, yeah, so Edgar Allan Poe is actually kind of credited for writing the first um, true detective story. Mm -hmm um with uh oh god was it the murders at room thank you
2: Ooh, yeah <laughs> point for it i Brian. was like
3: i was just about to say it but thank you no it was dupont and he ended up being in two other stories that he wrote uh, including like the purloined letter and stuff like that so um and, and actually the some of the earliest films were portraying those stories from edgar Allan poe but then obviously there's um you know sherlock holmes is a huge one
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then As time went on and people started exploring the genre a little bit more and having the capability to do film, that's where Agatha Christie kind of comes in and um, her books were um, adapted pretty frequently and stuff. So, literature, of course, it all goes goes back to literature. It's all storytelling. Sure, exactly. Is Um, there
0: an Agatha Christie book that hasn't been turned into a movie or miniseries or TV movie? Probably. There's a couple bad ones. Yeah.
1: For those who are the layman's to Murder Mysteries, Agatha Christie's character is Hercule Pe- uh, Poirot. Poirot, yeah, who's known for having that very pointy uh, mm-hmm. mustache and uh, looking very, very prim and proper, and of course being uh, unapologetically French. So, yeah. and
3: he's got a lot of
4: movies as well. Yes, so he does. He's yeah. got probably some of the most.
3: And also, um, Miss Marple is a, Miss Marple is an Agatha Christie character as well. I know she had some TV series, I believe.
4: She had a few number, fair number of films as well. Okay, yeah, kind of this more old
1: lady who also happens to be a detective. Like,
3: staunchy British woman.
1: Kind of kind of like a uh, 19th century British an Murder, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, an, you, an
3: Angela Lansbury type, yes.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> an old female castle, if you will. You an go. old castle? female castle.
5: <laughs> She's not that fat. <laughs> yeah. What?
1: Have you not seen the show Castle? No, I haven't. Nathan Philian. Oh. Well, I know he's okay. It. Okay, okay
4: cuz I actually yeah. thought you meant the, yes, the structure as well. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Cass I was still thinking about the structure. Like <laughs> wait a minute. So does she was with the
3: drawbridge in a boat. I was trying to
1: drawbridge. Jesus Ew. Christ, you guys see hey so little of me. As
0: nerds, I think we all have a social obligation to invest in every vehicle by somebody that was in Firefly.
3: Right. Yes. Anybody
0: from the cast, we got to follow them forever.
3: Well, I love Nathan Fillion. I hate Castle, but I also don't like procedurals, so... You hate procedurals. So that's a
5: win-lose-lose lose for you? Yeah, Is that what you're yeah.
3: saying? It's actually where I have a really hard time with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But Shiller I, I will forever admire
5: you got to
0: forget c- that that's a procedural. You, you know what, Sarah? I'm trying I don't really like procedurals hard. that much either. I don't <laughs> like them that much either, and I enjoyed Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until you said that shit, and now when I watch it, I just see a framework of a CSI episode behind <laughs> it, and I know what's happening.
3: Sorry. I hate you. My <laughs> bad. i ruined things for people. I apologize. Um, But, okay, so one of the earlier films, um, which I believe was adapted from a book, was um, Maltese Falcon. That was probably one of the earlier murder mystery. Which is a classic. It was
1: also one that was remade. The one that we know of is the famous one that uh, includes Humphrey Bogart as the main character, Sam Spade. But, in fact, actually, that was a remake. The original one was 1931, and it Mm -hmm. starred Ricardo Cortez and B.B. Daniels. So fun little factoid.
5: Yeah. The one thing that I wanted to look up uh, when talking about this was the phrase Who Done It, like where it came from. And in my research I found that it is actually tied to a movie. Um, it comes from a variety article in nineteen thirty-four when they were talking about this play called Recipe for Murder that was going to be adapted into a film version, and the title was You, the letter Us Who Done It, Universal Is Shooting for Recipe for Murder, based on Arnold Ridley's play. So fun little facts. Putting a little Nerds on History spin right there. Yeah, and a, guys.
4: a lot of these murder mysteries, in fact, started off as, you know, like, Sears, like a lot of, you know, the, the Sherlock Holmes and Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle, and then as well as Charles Dickens had some semi-things like that. But eventually what really kind of brings people in is the detective. Who's figuring it out? What is really going on? And it became much more about who's solving it just as much as it became about who's done it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I mean, I think it goes without saying that Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes is the penultimate detective because there's so many tropes that are kind of get carried over even not in their full completeness they get moved you see those same character traits in other detectives for me that stands out is um, super attention to detail he can pick up things that no one else can can see um, but also a kind of a detachment from from, from social reality mm-hmm. I think too
3: well it's, it's definitely adding an, a, an interesting character element that could easily be lost when you are caught up so much in the plot and trying to figure everything out that you kind of need that character access to make you care about the story a little bit more Mm. and when it's a certain person who's kind of Guiding you along, it is a tour guide to the story, and it's an access point for the audience. So it just, it just a makes
0: conduit, if you will. <laughs> a conduit.
4: <laughs> and, Thank you,
2: Sean.
3: And and most You're of these welcome. most of these you know great detectives that we we watch
4: always kind of follow the same sort of formula. I mean, it does become a little formulaic at times, or it can, where they at like three quarters of the way through think, oh my god, I've missed something, and they go back to that thing that was planted in the very first scene, just so the writer can. Let you know that, oh yeah, this was there the whole time. I've planned this the whole time. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, there can kind of this be this feeling of being smart for everybody.
3: Right, right. Well, and there's that whole idea too of, of the red herrings and the twists and turns, and then, um, Even in just in general storytelling, not just with murder mysteries, but there's if there's a gun in the wall in the first act, that by the third it's going to go off. So, good um, check off reference. Thank you. Yeah. So having having those things uh, available, um, all the clues being kind of laid out are always really fun. That's the that's the biggest thing is it has to be fun. It's a puzzle. I've
1: always kind of marveled at how complicated um, mysteries are to write because you have to start at the end and work out every single detail from there. For me, it's it's becomes way too complicated it's like trying to draw the lines in the jigsaw puzzle as you're saying and trying to figure out, oh well let's draw it this way because this will fit this way and this, and then I'll go over here and that just makes my brain go
3: well and knowing <laughs> that you can't always just depend on what would be easy motive to you know motive is something that is really important, obviously, in any sort of murder, unless you're just doing torture porn. So
5: go on. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those pesky kids and that mongrel mutt.
3: There you go. Yes,
5: <laughs> yes. I, yes, we I'm do have I don't to... think
3: there's actually any murdering in Scooby Doo. No. <laughs> but uh, ooh, Close. let's write that one. <laughs> the yeah. murder Scooby Doo. Like oh, gets murdered or something. Oh my god.
5: Um, what's his name uh, with the ascot? Freddie. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I, I would I'd want kill him. Freddy one day, to have his shine where he actually uses logic to solve things rather than just relying on everyone else. So that's but, why I would want Velma to die because I would want to see Freddie come out on top for once, based on logic, but rather that's than the relying point. on He's everyone else. pretty. His name yeah, in the the, his name in the show wins. is Fred. Yeah, You're saying
0: Freddie because Freddie Prince fucking Jr. played him in that. Very movie. true.
4: Whatever. Very true. Um, <laughs> the pretty guy whatever. can't win. Pretty guys always win. But
3: he's kind of like, he's the team leader, and it's actually, a, a, with a good manager and a supervisor, you know everybody else's skills. You know how to use those for <laughs> people's <laughs> benefits, so. <laughs> um, the one in I defense th- for that guy. <laughs> Plus, you know he's hot, so.
1: <laughs> Just got this image of Fred, being big in an office, being the guy walking around with a mug of coffee.
4: Alright really gang, doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it!
5: <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say about modern uh, mystery movies, like Who Done It's, I, I will specifically point out Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes' Game of the Shadows, is that it's the tiniest minute detail that ends up being one of the factors that uh, Sherlock Holmes uses to solve the mysteries. And so when watching those, I'm like, all right, so which detail do I got to focus on? And it kind of gets a little frustrating. Whereas if you look at The Great Mouse Detective, which is a play on Sherlock Holmes, it's kind of cut and dry and plainfully obvious where the story is going. And there's not much mystery to it. It's also but a it's children's a-
3: movie. Yeah, it's for kids, It's Kevin. a fucking kids movie. I, I, I'm really <laughs> so happy that you, I know. I'm super happy that you mentioned it. But like, obviously. I'm making
5: a comparison to the same reference. I
0: found God I found the Great
3: Mouse de- Detective. Shallow Unbridled and rage.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: shallow
3: and
4: Unbridled. I just rage. think that it's, th- that it, it's
3: just. <laughs> Fuck
4: you guys, man. No, 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 it's <laughs> just My favorite part of that. the Great Mouse Detective was the part with the mouse. <laughs> uh,
5: I'm sorry. that bat? When you first see that bat in the window, that gave me nightmares <laughs> for <of> weeks. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 master. I will master. do whatever you want, master. <laughs> hey, come with me, you little child. Yes, that bat. That freaked the fuck out of me as a kid. So, anyway, Sherlock Holmes, yeah, the minute details, not so keen on. I like a better arc where I can kind of follow the way that the detective is going with mystery. I just mysteries. found
1: it totally absurd that there's the human world... And the mouse world is an exact replica with a rat, with a, with a mouse queen, and uh, the fact that Basil lives in the hole that's inside 21, Dart 221 yes, Brian, B. Baker Street.
0: Brian, this is the European version. We already established that this mouse world exists in an American tale in 1984.
2: <laughs> Nice! Well oh done. my the god, it all makes loses. sense!
4: <laughs> it's all coming together. But I've got a mouse named Evan that lives under my apartment. Oh, okay. He's got a beard, too.
5: <laughs> Does he act in the Royal Mouse Theater or something? He might. <laughs> Which is held in his shoebox
0: behind the deli Wednesdays and, and Fridays. <laughs>
1: No one died in that movie except for Radigan at the very end. It was the girl's father was <laughs> kidnapped. The name?
4: Radigan?
3: I can Rattigan. remember that. Yeah, there's yes. a yes. song about Radigan. It was Rattigan. Vincent Price.
4: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. man, it's been too long. Oh, Radigan. I'm worthless. Oh, Radigan. <laughs> Anywho. Yes, Evan
1: in the conservatory with the noose.
0: <laughs> so, Evan, being that you are the resident murder mystery expert among us, what is your favorite murder mystery
4: movie? <laughs> wow, those are very kind words. I'm sure how true they are. Uh, in in my the thing that brought me here uh, is my love of two specific movies. Uh, and and while they are murder mysteries in their own right, what's fast? What I find fascinating about them is that they are actually. They are parodies of all these tropes that were created by Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes, all these people... The first one is Murder by Death, which was in nineteen seventy six. Just a stellar cast. It was uh, written by Neil Simon, uh, and it also has like Eileen Brennan, uh, Truman Capote, Peter Falk, Alec Guinness, Maggie Smith, Peter Sellers, uh, th- uh, James Cromwell, uh, very young James Cromwell, and a very, very
3: young Maggie Smith.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
5: and a very bald uh, Alec Guinness too. Yes, before he was knighted or after he was knighted. Well,
4: okay. this this was this came out before Star Wars. So yeah. by probably. one year. Math. Math. Yay! Nerds <laughs> <laughs> <it's> on math. <laughs> and, and that movie I find really fascinating because it takes all of the tropes. It takes your Miss Marple, it takes your Poirot, uh, it takes all these lit- famous like, literary people and it sticks them all in one mansion with a totally unsolvable mystery. The, the character actually played by Truman Capote brings them on there with the intent of stumping them because he wants them all to fail. And I think just that one mm, fact... That's passive-aggressive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Just
4: a little bit. <laughs> uh, but that sold me the very first second I saw it. Uh, and that movie has just become one of the, my favorite murder mysteries of all time, because the ending is insane.
3: May I make a comparison in Pixar terms for, for Kevin? Like <gasps> the bad guy in The Incredibles.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh. Right. Where he
3: sets up a whole elaborate like thing. Syndrome. just So there you go. You that should have him. seen anyway. Kevin's
1: face. <laughs> Kevin's like his hands folded up. You
0: can take a picture, got Brian,
1: it's just like.
4: This is the <laughs> He's imagining I've, him with troll doll hair. This is the calmest I've ever seen Kevin in my life.
0: Are you wiping tears away from his eyes? That's what it looks like you're doing. such a
2: again. picture of him. Oh, <laughs> like, It looked again. like
0: you were just like thumbing tears off of his eyes. It's like, don't cry.
2: <laughs>
5: <It's> <laughs> we so all have beautiful. these moments. A Pixar reference meet on the podcast.
3: <laughs> one thing that I think is really cool, though, with uh, with Murder by Death and the other one that I know you're going to mention. Oh yeah, it's coming. Which is is just, just that's actually probably my favorite. Oh, um, good. The whole idea of having everybody come, like all these people who are supposedly strangers, come together at a house. Really, that whole that whole idea is based off of an Agatha Christie mm-hmm. um, novel, which was Ten Little Indians, uh, otherwise known as And Then and There Were the, None. Then there were none. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah which, they don't call it that
2: anymore
3: because it's <laughs> because it's well uh, the original yeah. Yeah. the original title was even more racist because it was 10 little n-words so yes yeah, what? yeah. Oh, that's, that's was, actually, actually
1: christy well that's actually where the term 10 little um that song was yeah the shit got real what? it was yeah. from the american south Fuck. Yep.
3: so anyway um but it is the idea of all these strangers coming together and then there's a murder and they have to figure out who it is and they're all like you know because they don't know each other from adam like they're trying to See if they can trust each other. Yeah. So there's, oh, that trust. Oh, the trust element. That is the other thing. The trust. And I mean, because the fact that if someone died in this room right now,
4: like we were talking at the beginning. (coughs) Well, now Kevin's gone. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know. I, think, I know these
3: people. people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, go uh, ahead.
2: I the know f-
4: these people. F-
3: but I wouldn't exactly know who to un- trust
4: per se. Bridal rage. <laughs> <laughs>
5: anyway, uh, Brian, I love you for bringing it back to that so often. <laughs> Someone's gonna die at the end of this podcast.
4: <laughs> Not the new guy. Oh shit! My shirt is red. <laughs>
2: Yay, nerd reference! Yay.
4: Hey.
5: Well done, well done, sir, well done. But Brian, you have a red case on your iPhone. His phone's going to die? Because I'm trendy. You can just charge
3: that, right?
5: <laughs> and we're all drinking red
3: wine. <gasps> oh my god, all right. No, You're all drinking blood.
4: Surprise! surprise hey. So anyway, what are you saying about about,
3: about that whole trusting each other thing?
4: Yes, so what Sarah was saying with the whole trust and the fact that they're all in an environment that is unfamiliar to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you walk into any place you're not familiar with, it's going to put you off your game a little bit, even if you are the best in the world. Right. So bringing all these detectives or bringing all these people that are relatively intelligent into one place Mm -hmm. and having them work together is just... That's why it gets done so many times, because there's so many combinations of people and places and things that can happen it's, it still doesn't get old to me
3: Very, very cool And actually, I think the other movie I think we can mention it Okay, bring it, 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 wait, it
0: wait, 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 wait I had one more thing to say about Murder by Death Okay I feel like this is a little bit of an elephant in the room For someone who's going to see this movie for the first time today Oh, yeah, you might Why want the to Peter Sellers, Charlie Chan parody Does it dance on the line of really offensive? Or does or it just dance? Plain? It pisses <laughs> on the line
1: <laughs> From the other <laughs> yeah. side Okay, so here's, here's the thing I can't defend it, because it is kind of like, wow, I don't know how I feel about this as I'm watching it. I mean, it goes without saying um, that Peter Sellers was a goddamn genius when it came to acting. And while the idea, even in the late 1970s, of a white man portraying a stereotype of a, of a Chinese man...
5: With all the stereotypical facial it was, features it was yes. and everything. Rough.
2: It yeah. but, was
1: rough. but, that being said, given the style of the piece and the... Tone of the overall script plus his performance, it passes. It's convincing. But and see, it's you acceptable. just said the
5: word, it passes. If it excelled, then I think more people would be okay with it. But well, the fact that So it here's the thing. Passes,
4: if this movie were oh. remade today, couldn't be done. It would, you, would, it would, you
5: would find some sort of. You would
1: find a, a, a Chinese comedic character to, to pull it off.
4: Yes, but yeah. it couldn't be done with like an actor like Peter Sellers. No, uh, not true. Not.
5: I would argue Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> see, but then that would turn just into just to go. It. If it's going to be offensive, you <laughs> yeah. my point. Thank you, Sasha Baron Cohen. Offensive. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sean, for getting where I was going. You're I welcome. would
3: say though that, given the uh, cultural climate of of trying of of equal rights in Hollywood. Um, there is a a very large group of people who are trying to push harder for um, especially Asian male actors so it wouldn't be necessary because the thing is is you have a giant pool of Asian actors mm-hmm. who could do comedy and right. you're just not using and, and, and them. And the
4: whole, that whole racial tension in that movie between the father and the son, the whole idea is that the father is Chinese and the son is Japanese. Yeah. And there's, just that, there's that tension that already class, exists yeah. right. in there. I would not feel comfortable putting Sasha Barra Cohen in that role. Mm. I would want to find a very talented actor because like Sarah was saying, there are tons of them. Hiroki well, Sonata, for one,
1: um, Japanese. Let me give you an example because if uh, that movie were to be made today, it probably would be, honestly, James Hong. Who would play uh, the Charlie Chan parody? Because first off, he's shown a tremendous amount of comedic timing in *Wayne's World* 2. Mm-hmm. He also plays a recurring role as a waiter at a Chinese restaurant on uh, *The Big Bang Theory*. Um, I mean, oh, he's, that guy! Yeah, he's done. a I mean, he's gotten a litany of, of film credits and all across the board. I mean, he was in *Oh uh, Balls of Fury*. Balls exactly. of Fury. Yes. Who
0: said to take the cricket from my
3: hand? Terrible movie. Did, Did you smash cricket? Your Lucky Cricket? <laughs> <laughs> That was an awful movie. Oh, it was awful, but he stupid, that part awesome.
0: of the trailer is the only part I saw, and it was yeah. hilarious.
3: I watched that movie, and I was like, well, that's like 90 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. Yeah. He's also
1: the voice of the, uh, the the father in Kung Fu
0: Panda. Oh, that's
3: right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, so
0: he would be a much better choice oh, if yeah. we were to do this movie today.
3: Yeah. Yes. I wholeheartedly Instead of being
0: agree. racist ass, Peter Sellers or Sasha
5: Baron Cohen, Kevin. I'm sorry, Whatever. he just pulls the racism card and pushes the envelope. So
4: right, no,
3: fair enough. That's one little famous detective that's being parodied in yes. that. Who else is being parodied? Oh uh,
4: well, there's also the, the Miss Marple character, mm-hmm. like we like we talked about, and also the Poirot yep. character,
1: and of course Sam Spade as well. Sam Spade played um, by Peter
4: Falk. Yeah, Sam Spade becomes Sam Diamond, and that character is just so wonderful. What? I didn't do anything to a man that I wouldn't have done to a woman.
5: (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm showing a picture here for the record. This is what the Charlie Chan detective looked like. Yeah. So it's uh, not that is
5: uh, cosmetically that is pretty accurate. Yeah,
1: it is pretty accurate. He's got the Fu Manchu kind of mustache. Yeah. The only thing that's not accurate is, unfortunately, is the teeth that they, they, they that put he on. puts
5: in for extra, you know, an extra measure extra of racism. racism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Um. So before we move to the second possible, <laughs> I'm
3: not done. Talk. There's still other I detectives. I know, but
5: I wanted to ask this question to Evan before we move on to the potential but second movie. I was and still trying do...
3: to wrap up the one topic we were just talking <sighs> about. Fine. The other ones were Dick and Dora, who are direct references to Nick and Nora, yes, who are also famous detectives from films, the Thin Man series. Go on.
0: Didn't they also have some sort of awesome playlist?
1: Thank you, Sean. I was going to make the same
5: reference. (laughs) (laughs) Mucho (laughs) Um,
1: señor.
5: So, Evan, do you watch Family Guy? Yes, sir. So did you see the episode called And, and Then There, there were, were Fewer? Fewer. Yes, yes. I did. Oh
0: I love that shit. All right, so <laughs> I wanna know I from
5: a uh, murder by death comparison, what moments in that episode were a parody of the movie or a parody on the genre? Just so, out of curiosity. Yeah,
4: so that, that parody uh, that, that, that episode was not actually parodying the the movie. Murdered by death at all? Even with the house,
3: that but, see, that's, that's, but that's, I was that's, just saying. So the Agatha Christie thing—that's actually a common. It's, it's a common trope. It is to have the house in the group. going to go house it, yeah. Yeah. like a, like a go crazy go mansion <laughs> yeah.
4: overnight. That's totally normal. Okay, secluded and, and,
1: with stormy weather
4: and yes, it was a dark and stormy night. And to speak to your point, Kevin, that episode. Mm. Well, actually, one of the, it's very good Family Guy episode. I really enjoyed it. Had a great mystery. I didn't actually know who was going to have done it until the end. But they they followed and made fun of a ton of wonderful little tropes. Uh, And I'd highly recommend that that episode if you guys... It's got to be on Netflix. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly,
1: yeah. I would say a more modern interpretation of the actual mystery would be identity. Right? Because it's, even though it's all happening inside one guy's
5: A Spoiler alert. But wait, wait, was that identity with um, Amanda Pete and John Cusack?
1: Yes, indeed. Ah, ah yes. that
5: was a good movie. I
1: don't yes. think I saw that one. Spoiler alert, guys, fast forward about to 60 seconds from now. I mean, yes, it's true that it's all happening inside one person's head, but the fact that they all meet inside of one hotel room late at night.
5: Oh,
1: in sure. a rainstorm, and all, yeah. And they're all connected point. in some way. Oh, no, wait, I
3: did see that one. Okay, yeah, I remember. I mean, it all
1: that. has all the tropes in place for a modern murder mystery. Okay.
0: Cool. Which was an awesome idea that you're like, okay, this guy has so many voices in his head. If we can get them to all kill each other and leave only the good one. It was like a crazy psychological technique that I <laughs> Yeah. was a little far-fetched, but worked for that movie. I yeah. think, right? By the, the question way, is, cool.
1: did the good one live? because if
0: you saw the last... Mm. No, it didn't, remember? Yeah. The kid was actually... Spoilers, the kid was actually the fucking crazy murderer one that did all the crimes.
3: And so another really good um, example of a, of a parody on that whole everybody at a house and somebody dies thing is Clue. Oh my god! Oh. Which is the the one that we've been waiting to talk about because it's just so fucking awesome, and Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn, and I love it. I just gotta And finish. There
0: is a line drawn in the fucking sand in the film nerd world, though. There's people that love it, and then everybody else fucking despises it.
4: What? So I've actually I've I've never. It's true. Like There's it.
0: people. Everybody I talk to either loves this movie or fucking hates it and tells me I'm an idiot. So you. So
4: here's here's the thing about that. One, this is actually I on my list. Uh, this is my favorite film of all time. Really? I've seen it probably 30 or 40 times. Yeah. I heart this film so much. It's so good. And there was actually an article, one of our coworkers sent me an article about it um, that was on BuzzFeed a while ago uh, because it was like the anniversary of it. And it was called Something Terrible Has Happened Here. And just the article talks about the entire filmmaking process that they went through that. It's a fantastic read. And because the writer and the director, it it took them so many drafts to get it done and figure out how to do that. It was probably one of the first films that came from a board game. Right. Which is hard. It is hard. Well, I'm
1: pretty sure it was that, and then there was Battleship, and then I think they have decided just to kill the genre. I think Adam Sandler has a
3: Candlin movie uh, coming out. Real Steel's based yeah. on uh, Rock'em Rock'am, Sock'em 루�-trucks. Robots. Uh,
1: do you want to count that? But ones
5: yeah, ones I totally count that. Yeah, because it totally was based off of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I robot. know. I was just it's trying to deny it. It's Game.
0: loosely based on the idea of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Me. but that movie But awesome.
1: separate The movie was topic. awesome.
4: Um, yes. Totally <laughs> separate topic.
1: Though I will say, stylistically, as far as parodies go, I would say Murder by Death is much more farcical. Yes, and Clue is much more just slapstick, and I know that they're, they're very closely twined together. Very thin line, but there's a very thin line between the two of them. I agree. Yeah.
3: I just love the I love that they have the multiple endings.
4: Yeah, and actually, oh, yeah. back in back in '85 when it was released, this was the big thing that the studio was not sure what they wanted to do. Because uh, for those of you who have not seen the movie, shame on you. Uh, but Stop go,
3: listening right now. Yeah,
4: because we're gonna spoil it. Go Don't watch anything. it. It's
3: okay. We'll,
5: we'll wait. wait.
4: Welcome Welcome back, back, everybody. (laughs) Oh, we haven't done that in forever. (laughs) But uh, in in 1985, when it was released, it was actually, the idea was, because there's three different endings to the film, and the idea was that they would distribute these three endings to random theaters. Actually, a fourth was written, but never shot because um, it wasn't, they didn't think it was good enough. But they were going to distribute the three different endings to these different theaters, and the people would go see it different times. What actually happened was people go, would go see it and then talk about it with their friends and be like, wait, what? That happened? And they were like, well, this is stupid. And nobody would go see it because they weren't sure which ending they would get when they went to a specific theater. it ended up flopping partially because of that.
2: Mm.
4: And for the first few years after it uh, existing, it was considered... A very terrible flop
1: what I find really interesting is that if you see the movie on videotape you get all three however
0: videotape Brian yeah if you see it on Laserdisc or Betamax
2: (laughs) what I'm
1: (laughs) what I'm saying is it goes back it goes back to the the original home video release
2: if yeah. you
0: see the movie etched in carvings and on a see cave the cave you version... There's three different endings, <laughs> and Fuck they all... you guys. All, they, they kind of... Uh, what Brian's saying is, is in the DVD... Android
5: Unbridled Blu-ray Rage! Well, that wasn't me this time. That was you. Yeah, that was me. Um,
3: Shadow puppets. I'm kidding. I'm done. <laughs> moving
1: on. <laughs> so, what I was saying was, if you had seen any version of the movie from the original home video release all the way to the present, you got to see all three endings. However... If you watch it on network television or any version that's on a premium channel, you only get one ending, and it's the ending with Mrs. Peacock being the bad guy.
4: Really? It's always Mrs. Peacock?
1: It's always Mrs. Peacock.
4: Interesting, because that's my least favorite one.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Um, although, on the DVD version that I've bought, I think three times, because people in, in college I got him stolen twice, because it's such a great movie. It is
3: a great movie. I know.
4: So I've, I've, I've bought the movie like three or four times. <laughs> but, like, uh, you keep on... replacing it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it again. There you go. Don't steal my copy. Um, <laughs> but at the beginning, when you hit play, you're given the option to watch with one ending with all three endings in, in the order, because uh, in the movie, if you're watching it, it actually just goes to the first ending, and it's like, but what if that didn't happen? And then the next one, kind of like the old silent movie film cards come up, mm-hmm. which is really a nice little touch, kind of bring in the uh, old-timey film. Well, the board game yeah. element as well. And the thing about that movie was made in the 80s, it was set in the 50s in the middle of McCarthyism, mm-hmm. where yeah. we're talking about trust, I mean, yeah. that was a time in history where people didn't trust Anybody, and right. communism was such a big thing. And, and I love how... Oh, but
0: communism, communism is, is just, just a red hair. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that was my favorite air. part. Best pun ever. <laughs> yes,
3: and... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but the trust thing and the fact that everybody there was working for the government was being blackmailed for whatever reason.
1: I do think it is interesting because it, it, it is actually kind of a commentary on that, but not also, I think, a commentary on our foreign policy and on uh, kind of just the way the federal government was being run at the time too and a commentary on the fickle nature of board game players <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed
5: i'm surprised that the movie didn't end with fuck you people and then the the <laughs> film just ending
3: <laughs> but yeah but, that's pretty much how every game, board of Clue game that ends. i play i seriously i actually loathe that game because Oh, are you serious that game's awesome everybody I play with just they just end up screaming at each other and I don't have patience for that see everyone that the I play with the fucking
4: conservatory <laughs> really a lead pipe <laughs> come on everyone that I play with ends up like taking like really detailed notes and like figuring out in four turns and I'm like come on
3: I just got into a room <laughs> I know I know it's really um, frustrating
5: can I ask a question to the group because this is the one thing that threw me off about the movie Did I know it? that it was written by many uh, screen writers, John Landis being one of the notable ones, but why does it feel like the first two thirds of the movie is written by a single person, and then that last third, the third act, is written by someone completely different? Because it changes tone, it changes like the beat of the story, it, and does, it gets hyper It and gets like zany. And zany, yeah. I, I it's think completely off tone compared to what the movie has been at that point. And I think the reason for that kind of goes back to what we were
4: talking about with the, the whole like idea of the murder mystery. Is that at one point, there's the there's a the moment where uh, the detective or the person guiding you through that, in this case, is Tim Curry's character of the butler, takes us through it and is like, okay, here's what happened. And because it's such a zany plot that has to work out three or four different ways... You have to recap the entire. F- in, in Team Tur- Curry does in some of his best moments. Yeah, in oh god, it's so amazing. amazing. Damn good. He uh, he recaps the first two thirds of the movie in such a in brilliant like minutes kid. Yeah, he does it, and it's beautiful. And I think that's why the tone changes because it has to. And you're rocketing towards the end. For me, it totally works, and I it feels me every time. Well, the the it's two things. It's so
0: amazing
5: when he like falls out of the fridge. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: that Twice. was so good. <laughs> By now she was dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the two things
5: I will say about that was one, to be honest. I thought the movie was uh, very serviceable until that point, and that's when it got excellent. And two, the fact that Tim Curry did not win an Oscar for that performance because of that third act is just wrong. Well, it's because it bombed.
4: Uh, I think (sighs) we we can't really go aside. Uh, We have to talk about Colleen Camp as Yvette.
3: Yeah. Oh, so
2: hot. Woo!
3: Dude, there were just so many moments where I'm like, you're just making her do whatever, just like... There's like the, the part in the beginning where she's she's cleaning something or she's doing something and her boobs are just going and then what? she like goes to like sit down on the couch at one point <laughs> and she lifts up her it. skirt and just like underwear as she sits down and you're like really? Huh. Really? Was that necessary? A lot of that yes, it was
2: <laughs>
4: Apparently it was necessary. It. This article that uh, I, a lot of these things that um, they made Colleen Camp do was just like uh, one of the quotes from the writer and the director was like I mean the bosom is there there was no avoiding it. So that concluded <laughs> during the filming process because it was just like well it's there, like yeah. they just kind of milked it. No pun intended. <laughs> a bit of kind of like,
2: gross,
5: <laughs> gross. Speaking Hilarious. of oh.
0: Colleen Camp, <laughs> I hated her <laughs> so much. Fla- flames, flames on the side of my face, heaving
4: bre- breath, heaving breaths.
2: <laughs> I just, <laughs> Sorry, I had to do no, that. No, no, so good. good. I just want to say dead. Dead. That, that
4: she actually went up on that line. That's oh, all improv because, really? because she went up on the line and totally biffed it and forgot it, so she just kept going. Yeah. And they were like, that's totally better than anything we had written down, because <laughs> everyone was just rolling with laughter. Well, that's
3: the thing with Madeline Kahn is, like, I've, this is one thing I just adore about her, is her just bizarre-ass timing that works oh, so yeah. well. I just
1: love that. That was his job. He was an illusionist, but he never reappeared. He wasn't a very good illusionist.
3: (laughs) They're they're in the kitchen, and they're, like, talking about her uh, multiple husbands, and she's like, husbands should be, like, Kleenex. Easy, cheap, and disposable. (laughs) So damn good. Man,
0: Brian and I watched the shit out of this movie when we were kids. Yeah, we did, because we were, like, we didn't... We watched it over and over again, so much so that at family gatherings, we would just appear out of nowhere and go, I am... You're singing telegram.
2: telegram. Yeah. <laughs> just fall
5: down. By the way, that was the first moment in the movie where I audibly laughed out loud because it was just so abrupt. Bam!
4: Yeah, to be kind of to be fair, that the first act of that movie is kind of slow. It's dry it's, too. it's dry, it's slow. They're setting up all the jokes. I mean, it's the line between farce and slapstick. They're setting up all the jokes that so they're just going to ram home the last two acts.
1: Can we talk for a second about Martin Mole's performance in it? Because he was great. Oh my god. Colonel Mustard. So hilarious. I love that are you trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests? Don't even help from Mesa. That's right!
3: Christopher Lloyd being a total yeah. freaking oh, pervert. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Oh. And Michael McKean like playing mm-hmm. this whole like, you know, gay I'm going to go
5: home
4: and have sex with my, my wife. wife.
3: I, I love yeah. that it's line. That's one of the best lines of movie his
5: As he smokes a cigarette or
1: something like that. It's so yes, Miss was it uh, Miss Scott runs a escort service. Really?
4: What's the number? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I think that's one of the reasons why that movie has kind of become a bit of a cult classic, akin to Rocky Horror and stuff like that. Like there are actually dress ups and uh, and line throughs of this movie to mm-hmm. this day. Nice. Because there are so many uh, I've Fuck that. where are they? Where <laughs> they? Go. Give me the address. I know, I know. <laughs> I've never I got a Mr.
0: Green I've outfit, I've just been waiting.
4: I think there's one in San Jose I've been wanting to go, but I've not been able got to. But um there's so many quotable bits in that movie. Uh, and just even like the non quotal bits, like when everyone steps in dog shit coming in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's the thing. I like,
4: and they're like, what's It's great? so. <sighs> and some of the things are so subtle. It's one of those films that I still. S- get something new from it every time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's beautiful. There are layers, layers to that movie.
0: Oh. I'm going to fucking watch this movie immediately after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I'm going to send you the streaming. article about this movie because it is
4: just as amazing as re- watching the movie. It was yep. a wonderful article.
5: I have this bookmarked on my iPad right now that I'm going to read uh later tonight. Probably the last thing I read before uh, Interesting
1: bed. how, I will like to comment how uh, the tie
4: that binds these two films is I- Eileen Brennan, right? Yes, Eileen Brennan appears in both films. Uh, as a totally different character. She appears as... Uh, she's Sam Spade's girlfriend slash mistress slash... Looks
1: very much like Lauren McCall, by the way, with the, with the blonde yeah. hair and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, she appears
4: in the Murder by Death <coughs> uh, as well as as, Miss, as a wonderfully different Miss Peacock. She actually just passed away.
1: Yes, it's true. Oh. She passed away uh, like a month ago or two. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. So that, I think that's... Maybe that's why this article came out. Um,
5: Sorry. Sean, cut that God out? damn you, Kevin. <laughs> no, though, uh, I sent an article.
3: Why didn't you put that up on the Facebook Because, because I literally gonna... just got
5: it. I just
3: found it. If
0: you went and you put it up on the (laughs) FaceTown.
3: Does it just drive you Face crazy down. that I say it Facebook?
0: <laughs> no, I just uh, I just like to come
5: up with different things. Get rid like,
1: of the the. I was on yeah. the FaceTown on that there
0: cyber world. I was not. quoting
5: the show, social network, Justin oh. Timberlake. Right.
1: FaceTown, that's that place where everyone <laughs> likes each other. Is that and right? And pokes people
0: for fun. They said your name on, on the family man. <laughs>
1: everyone, <laughs> and everyone's just staring around looking at each other's pictures and... Is that Charlton Heston you're doing? I don't know. <laughs> it's just some old voice. And
0: the Soylent Green guy. is
1: people! <laughs> people! Well, let me see if I can actually put the two together. Hang on. Old man and silent Green is
2: people! You have wow. to tell them. You have to tell them! <laughs>
4: No, no, we so fucking clues Circle shit. the drain <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Well so what Let's like talk Twitter for Twitter a second or? Because Really That's kind of Just one offshoot Right That's, that's the comedic bit and Yeah that's, The
4: comedic ones Are just one offshoot We really
1: go with it Is you Murder mysteries Have really more Become a procedural Right yeah. That's kind of How the genre Really lives today You don't see As many detective stories On film As you do On television now
3: Right It seems like Or what we do have Is we kind of Went from like Dial M for murder That kind of thing Into Seven or something like that, where yeah. that, I mean, is definitely a murder yeah. mystery for sure. Seven is. So, what's in the box? What's in the box?
1: But it gets more into the psychological thriller territory. And but you, yeah, even but then, also
3: it's all, it's, it tends to be more
4: crime and cop related eventually yeah, mm-hmm. than it does. Oh, I'm a detective because no one's a, de- a detective anymore. It seems right. like everyone, yeah. it's all cops and police work. So at what point was it like
1: cool for everyone just to like dabble in their own detective work? Like, because w- did like, I did I miss this? Because I kind of feel like I would have liked to
0: be. There on was that a band time wagon. where private eyes were more prevalent. Than they are today.
5: And I'm pretty sure that time is the 1940s because this article. Yeah, and Private Eyes were doing more
0: actual police type work than just like taking pictures of cheating spouses. Well, they would take
1: the whole point was they would take the cases the police wouldn't take, right? That's the The, essential Sam Spade archetype.
5: Right. Yeah. Um, This article that I brought up in terms of uh, movie mysteries by like release year, the 1940s still to this day, I think, reigns supreme in terms of. I think it was like 45 about 45 murder mystery movies that came out in the 1940s that 10-year span whereas i you, say goddamn i say goddamn when you look at like the 1980s and it's closer to like 21 22 in that 10-year span what i found most interesting uh while reading this article that i did not know is that seven and the usual suspects came out in the same year 1995 yep. did not know that wait seven like se seven as in david the ventures end? seven really came in, out what's
2: in, this, in the box? what's in the box and
5: as in I'd like to believe the last part of yeah, that yeah, yeah. comment. Yes. Titty oh, wow, those are the same year. <laughs> Wait, what?
3: <laughs> that was so. That titty video, sprinkles.
5: Oh my God. <laughs> titty sprinkles. You haven't seen the, the guy who
1: does a dead on impression? No, I have. I yeah. have. It's been a while, but. I'll put them on my pancakes. <laughs>
5: I like the titty. I'll
1: some titty sprinkles.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, because uh, I know I have it sitting on my shelf, but I haven't seen it in a while. I'm pretty sure that. Um, Uh, What's his name from Breaking Bad, who is the main villain, the leader of Los Poyos Hermanos? Sean, do you know who I'm talking about? The Chicken Brothers? No, yeah, no, no. Who's (laughs) in charge? Yeah, Los Poyos Hermanos, who's in charge of the restaurant chain. What's his name? No spoilers, please. I know, I'm not I'm not spoiling it. It's what's his name? I'm Christian so I don't watch meth-based television.
3: <laughs> Which is totally what Brian and I were like laughing about when I said nerds on math and he just goes nerds on meth and we're just like, "Uh, scratch ourselves." <laughs>
0: Dude, I don't want to imagine nerds on meth just constantly cleaning Homemade models of different spaceships.
2: <laughs> Dude, can you imagine the debates?
3: Like er- everything would just be like elevated to like eleven. We're just watched, like fucking screaming I at watched, each other, debating. I, w-
2: I
1: watched Star Wars nineteen times.
5: <laughs> Going back to my original comment, the actor's name is Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, he plays uh, Gus Fring in the Breaking Bad show, and yes, he is in The Usual Suspects. And I just remember yep. that like. And we paused for that. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome it to Nerds happens. on Film. <laughs> My name is Kevin Satorius. This is Sarah Ashley. That's Brian Moriarty. And this is Sean Moriarty.
2: I'm
1: inside the
5: computer. <laughs> oh, wait. Get and we, me We, out. Fr- no, we forgot the most important the uh, newest edition.
1: <laughs> Machines. Let's not forget, they're full of kids.
0: <laughs> oh, God, that's amazing. I am the only person I know who just fucking thinks that's genius. <laughs>
1: I actually watched that last night. Just the night.
0: crying children <laughs> handing the paper out. Of their- <laughs> uh, th- just for a second. Movie 43. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much for, <laughs> for that. For everything yes. you've done for me. The most blatantly offensive thing I think I've ever seen, but it's
0: so goddamn amazing, hilarious. No. Yeah, yeah.
5: It is so funny. Especially If you want to see a cartoon cat jerk
0: off while shoving a mop in its ass, I think it was a mop.
4: <laughs> I actually... I, I don't. <laughs> I
2: don't actually I, want I don't. to see
0: that. <laughs> really? You don't? You don't? I need to see that. I don't want to see that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe it's just me, because I'm definitely, like, I'm one of those people, like, rule 34, so if, then, I, if I think yeah, of it, I'm going to, like, oh, I wonder <laughs> if there's a point of that. Actually, which I have discovered. Rule 69. I, there you go. It's, it's rule, rule thirty-four. 34 the, you no, no, the
5: porn version of that is rule sixty-nine.
3: Okay. There's a porn anyway, version. The porn of... version of rule. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um Jesus. But I've actually tried to find clue porn and I can't. What? That is the one oh, thing I have not been shit. able to find. Maybe I'm just not going into the the CD underbelly. But Did you do the just... restricted section of the internet. Like that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Miss Scarlet in the, the library with the candlestick. It's perfectly set oh, up for yeah. porn, and nobody's done it yet.
0: Blood just ran to certain parts of my body. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Google this right now in private browsing uh, on my tablet. I could take a,
0: t- I could take a candlestick. <laughs>
3: I'm sure you could, John.
0: I could. I could That just makes... Oh,
3: wait, wait, with a candlestick so and many then puns with the you news can make too, in too. So, like, got some auto yes, asphyxiation happening. By uh, the candlestick,
5: in the red room.
1: You could, so, I mean, Miss Scarlet just doesn't need another name. Um, Professor Plum tip. Oh. Plumtip.
5: Oh, that's gross. Colonel
0: Mustard. With the noose and the candlestick, in the poop chute, <laughs> <laughs> the
2: poop chute, a room.
0: Could that be a room? Could we be like, this is where the sewage goes. We've drawn with a Sharpie marker our own room on the board. <laughs> the poop chute. It's where all the sewage goes out.
3: And in... How did she
1: die? Asphyxiation. Erotic.
0: Exfiction. Auto
5: erotic. (laughs) Wait,
3: Professor Carradine or? (laughs) Oh, shit!
5: (laughs) Oh, by the way,
2: there's a murder mystery for you. (laughs) Did he
0: or did he not? Oh, I'm pretty sure sure. it was
1: just him having fun and losing balance. I
0: think it was Uma Thurman and she touched his chest like five times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While he was jerking off.
5: Yes! Well done.
0: (laughs) There we go. There was a palm involved twice. Uh,
2: Getting I don't know
3: why there's
1: NXS
5: on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that coming? Oh, because the dude in
0: them. NXS died the same way, didn't he? <laughs> yes!
4: That's right!
1: <laughs> yeah, so really since the late 80s, early 90s, we really do start to see that the shift goes more toward television and takes on life in a procedural format. And we see this through, I mean, a couple of the major ones Colombo uh, from the late 70s through the early 80s. Um, we also start to see that in through Murder She Wrote. Um,
4: it's a weird emphasis Murder sorry. She Wrote. <laughs> Murder She Wrote. Murder She. Murder Murder She wrote. She wrote. Murder she wrote. She wrote. Is. The emphasis plays on murder for the a murder. reason. Brian, she wrote. Murder is she the main point. Let me part say of the it story. again. Let me say it again.
1: Let me say it again.
3: No, no, no. Please keep it. Murder,
1: comma, she, she wrote. wrote.
3: Murder She wrote.
1: wrote. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me do it again. Murder She wrote. <laughs> murder She wrote. So no, no. Um. Okay, okay. So okay, 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 okay,
2: okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
5: so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go on. Lethal Weapon could be a whodunit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a way, actually, a Lethal, lethal weapon, weapon is a whodunit. A whodunit.
1: It is. A, it just it takes on the form of a cop story. Mm-hmm. So um, what I'm getting at is a lot of these... Herpes. herpes. Uh,
5: <laughs> you get herpes from Lethal Weapon? Well, Brian's no. trying to Angela say... Angela Lansbury gave you herpes? <laughs> Murderer, she wrote? There's the title. There's the title. <laughs>
3: Angela Lansbury gave you herpes.
1: But we also start to see take on much more of a of a police-oriented emphasis when he comes to things like Law and Order, and uh, what was it, Homicide, Life on the Street, Victims and CSI, unit. and NYPD. NYPD well, was more just like a cop show about being a
3: castle. And Law and uh, Order, castle. Obscure and Not-So-Special Victims
1: Unit. Well, Blue Bloods is more, I would say, cop drama. It's not as procedural, because they're not trying to find out who the murderer oh, okay. was. okay, well
3: then I
5: will replace that with per- Person of Interest, which is one of my favorite person shows.
1: Person of Interest? Like, person sure. Of interest. Indeed. I mean, there's been, there is a ton of of procedurals that have been following the exact same format, like
4: Who Done It, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And
4: this, and this the idea of the mystery and the placing of the clues has become very, very much a formula that all of these, a lot of these series have followed to great success. Uh, yes, Psych.
3: Uh, how did we forget Psych? That one's awesome. A psych Monk. I- Monk Monk,
4: yeah. Monk. Oh. Um, but a lot of these have, have followed some success and a lot of these are like quirky detective things yeah. that kind of really came out of the early 2000s late 2000s mm-hmm. um,
1: and they're really just calling back to what we've already talked about We're talk- they're calling back to the Agatha Christie and Arthur Conan Doyle and let's so on and so forth let's not forget
4: medium it's uh, yeah. right. There was with medium Patricia as well. Herket? I'm kidding. I've never See, actually seen just,
0: that. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's such oh, yeah, a huge. A there's just a huge amount of things you can do with it, though, which is why people don't realize they're watching essentially the same thing. Yeah, every um, week. There's also.
1: Right. Do you guys remember Profiler? She was the FBI. Yep. but She she has a she had ESP by coming in contact with the evidence. She could actually visualize the crime taking place. What's, it was kind of like medium,
4: but not quite. What's the new one with the guy in the wheelchair? That's like called Wheels or something.
5: <laughs> I'm oh, not fuck. even kidding.
4: I'm it's
1: a real no.
5: thing. Oh, oh, with um, Idris, is, it, is
1: it Idris Elba who's in it, or I no, don't remember. no, 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 no. He's not in it.
5: Michael something. Uh, it was on NBC and it got canceled immediately. Oh, oh, oh it was. It, uh, yeah. it was
1: good. Uh,
4: Blair, H- Underwood.
5: Blair Underwood.
1: Blair <laughs> Underwood.
4: Ironside. It was called Ironside. Yes.
3: Ironside. That's it's right. gone. Yeah, it tragedy. is gone. Iron wheels? <laughs> <laughs> well, Iron I, I remember that it, was, it had wheels hey, involved.
1: Hey, let's talk uh, about Mantis for a second, <laughs> even though it has nothing to do with procedurals.
4: Uh, 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 <laughs> and but, what we're trying to say is that some of these have been more successful than others because some of them adhere to like, oh, let's just put a quirky guy or gal solving crimes. And the other people, things like especially BBC's Sherlock. Uh, are much more about the plot, the story, the mystery, and the character solving, and that really calls back to the original serials back in the day. Right. Well, so
1: much to the point where they're pretty much just readapting the novels for Absolutely. modern takes. Um, Which works. Um, A Study it in totally Pink works. was beautiful. Uh, the one where they introduced Moriarty was really, really now, good. Now, why
4: would you like that one? I know no, you. no, no. Gee, <laughs> just, I
5: wonder. <laughs> hmm. Yes, it's quite. the equivalent
1: of the Game of Shadows. I don't know if it actually was if the Game of Shadows was one of the actual names of the stories, but um there's also a more recent one where they introduced Irene Adler and they mm-hmm. done they did the that one for one. Hounds of Baskerville.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: it was like a genetic military project, yeah, which I, I thought was really clever. One. Not to mention that, but Benedict Cumberbatch, we've already talked about him before, but just a f- freaking brilliant actor.
3: And Martin Freeman. Yes, yeah, Martin Freeman is as well. amazing as
1: Watson indeed. What I find really interesting about the new take on uh mm-hmm. it is they kinda went house with it i mean uh, and a house is in a way it's a procedural it but it's, it's a, procedural. a but it's a medical, it's a
2: medical yeah
1: even though it's not really a murder it's just so much what's the what's ah, the murderer is, is murder. the disease that they've they've got right it's not lupus yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
3: never lupus
4: <laughs> it's never lupus <laughs> The time that it was and like killed his friend or something yep oh, God. Uh, um, um, well,
3: and then there was a there was the American sherlock elementary, yeah, and elementary the yeah they 're making a
1: weird spin on it that because that 's like he 's a former opium addict, and like Watson is his court assigned sponsor who has to watch over him and
5: also um, bringing the gender boundaries, making her female voiced by Lucy
2: yeah, that's oh, cool no, sorry, not voice acted a voiced by Lucy, by Lucy and she's and Petrued she's by a mannequin and she's <laughs>
1: uh, and it's, of course she's multicultural, her father is white, her mother is Asian they justify it through those means um but what I was going to say about Cumberbatch is that he plays him almost like sherlock has um
3: asperger pretty
1: much yeah has like a, a form of asperger's where he just yeah. he kind of just detaches, but yet he's also has other signs that we would associate with that disorder hypertension to detail and um
3: and stuff like that <laughs>
5: yes and the most british sounding name in all of the universe and benedict
2: the most british accent of all time yeah he
5: says benedict he says his name sounds like a watery fart in a bath <laughs> <laughs> benedict cumberbatch <laughs> 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 I don't see it,
3: but I it's still care. funny. I I love that man. Uh, he yeah. makes it
5: does an
1: incredible Chewbacca impression.
3: Yes, does that, he made, really? that
5: made that made
1: Harrison does, Ford. He did it on uh, Grand Norton, yeah. Glee,
5: very gleeful. Harrison Ford for the first time in years
1: actually
3: looked happy about something. He was so happy. Oh it's, my god, and it's where's Chewbacca?
1: my wife? It's yes. Chewbacca's cry in Empire when uh, Han gets frozen.
2: Oh my god! I'm so, yeah. I need to look that up. Yeah, it's so it's good. Fun. Yeah, oh it's so god. good.
1: It's amazing. And apparently, he's just good for doing spot-on impressions. Yeah, so. nice. Uh, so clearly, he does justice. He was able to to extract the Sherlock Holmes character from Conan Doyle's words and did it tremendous justice. Right, and
0: then he the physically side. extracted it. <laughs> yeah, and let's not forget. that he inserted go. it inside himself. Anally, <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a candlestick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the flip side of that coin, uh, we have none other than the genius Robert Downey Jr. Uh, also recreating uh, Sherlock Holmes, and I'll tell you, eh.
3: yeah,
4: entertaining fluff,
3: Yeah fun. fluffy. God, I, fuck you,
5: people.
4: Jesus, Jesus seriously? it's fun. I'm no, not saying it it's Thank fun. you, Sean.
3: It's. I just. The, I don't like the portrayal of Sherlock in that. Why? Because I prefer Ben Cumberbatch's. Best. That's the only
5: reason I. You no, want him to
3: be I, less relatable. Yes. Less lovable. Yes. I used to that's love. That's how the character comes across in the book. I used I to understand that,
0: but there's also a. I think that Robert Downey Jr.'s character deserves some notoriety. I think the way he played him was it's awesome. A, it's I like totally... that he was more of a cocky
1: douchebag.
3: I would Sherlock. rather. And watch... how is it different
1: than any other part that Robert Downey Jr.'s played?
3: Yeah, I would. I would kiss
5: can't. Kiss Bang Bang,
1: Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a very is notable exception. I will give you that,
5: and it, it's also a Who Done It.
1: Yeah, but ever since he's played Tony Stark, he's now gotten this whole no. mentality. Except of,
5: for Tropic Thunder. Yeah, except
1: with for the Tropic exception Thunder. of Tropic Thunder. Agreed. There are notable exceptions. She is a fantastic actor. What I got a little tired of is that now he's playing, uh,
5: and also the soloist. You're uh, that's another oh, that movie was, where that was good. It was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, so you're making a point earlier.
3: What it felt like was with Sherlock. It felt more like a steampunky Iron Man. Like, I was just watching yes. Tony Stark again. That's exactly what? what the point I was getting That's at. What Is
1: it felt a little unoriginal, yes. What? Seriously, yeah.
3: How did you see a steampunky Iron Man? Like, I'm saying, like, in the, the way he portrayed Sherlock felt like he was portraying Tony Stark, just Tony Stark. And Sean
5: just rolled situation. his eyes, so let's... Sean, I'm rolling my eyes with you. We can
4: move I on. I think both are valuable.
5: I like everything.
3: There you
0: go. <laughs> I'm going to agree that the second Sherlock Holmes movie wasn't anywhere near as good as the first one, but that <sighs> first one... It was almost perfect. I didn't even
3: see the the second one. I didn't want to
0: disagree with you.
5: I didn't even
3: see the second one. I was kind of done the first. The second one's
5: good, but it's... I prefer the second one over the first one. But fine, we can move on. This is clearly going to go nowhere. So somebody might get murdered tonight, everybody.
3: (laughs) Right? Yes. Um, And
5: Kevin's holding the weapon, I am holding the gun. Uh, Unbridled Rage over here is the name of this gun. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Unbridled
5: Rage. <laughs> cuz when it comes down to it with a who done it the person does have unbridled rage when it comes to the murder it usually ends up being that I, way i
4: mean typically the motive behind a lot of these is you know something super personal or or money or greed it's it's nothing new right. uh, and e- even like a lot of these um like a lot of the new adaptations like the new sherlock or or even any procedural we see nowadays it's very much it's like well i needed the money or very much you know, this person offended me, and I couldn't. I couldn't live with what they've done to me. And I, I think that's kind of, the same sort of thing that we've been seeing. So a lot of these that we've been seeing are very. It's the same. Yeah, kind we've of talked like, about that.
3: Yeah, it, not even. Well, you know, to a certain extent, revenge. Yeah, just sort of mm-hmm. Like bitterness, just internal bitterness. Well,
5: so this is the question that I would like to bring to the table. Then, as continuing with this idea. Why has the murder mystery whodunit genre lasted so long? If it's the same thing over and over again, metaphorically speaking.
4: I think the reason that it has is because people enjoy a good puzzle. And some puzzles are better than others. Some puzzles are there for fluff. Some puzzles are there because I can't figure it out. And even after they told me, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah.
3: It's like, it's bejeweled blitz of entertainment. That's that's exactly wait, wait, wait. what it is. <laughs> What's the first word? Bejeweled. Bejeweled. Blitz. Blitz. The game.
5: Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Candy,
3: candy Crush. It's like, That's okay, the newer it's like, one. Candy Crush is the right. newer one. I'm sorry, I'm, okay. I'm old.
5: <laughs> to answer my own question, um, it seems that most modern movies this day and age are more or less check-your-brain-at-the-door type of deal. and That's I. A shame. It is a shame. But I love it when I, I try to figure something out, actually engage with the movie, rather than just be like, Oh, this is pretty. So pretty. So... I
0: also think pretty. I think that there's been... a plenty of movies that have uh, that have tried to break the mold with the murder mystery, where you're not actually finding out who murdered who. You know that. Like, one that I can think of right now is Fracture. Have you guys seen that movie?
3: I have not. Yes, no. with, with Ryan Anthony Gosling.
0: Hopkins and Ryan Gosling? Yes! You know exactly who killed who and how in the beginning, but because of the loophole in the legal system that Anthony Hopkins takes, you and Ryan Gosling are trying to figure out how to beat him, how, yeah. to, how to prove him, get guilty. him, though he's tried to cover everything up so perfectly
1: Right. Mm. That's also a formula they've tried with law and order criminal intent by showing a good portion of the episode from the perspective of the person who did it, and also what was a good one for that? Um, Diagnosis murder. Oh
0: shit, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I remember that.
1: It was you always saw the person do it. It's very much like Columbo too. You saw the person do it, and yet the detective figures it out. And whether they knew the person did it or not at first, you still they find some way of being able to prove that the person did it.
4: And and in the same sort of vein, a similar, more modern vein, a lot of the seasons of Dexter followed the same thing, where they showed you who did it, Mm -hmm. either in the first episode or like halfway through, and then it was all about how are we going to resolve this.
0: Yeah.
3: There was also a reality show called Who Done It, and that was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that lasted one season. I don't know if they're going to bring it back. My roommates watched it. It was kind of weird. Didn't like it. It was. uh...
1: ABC couldn't get actually get past the whole murder thing because they really wanted to kill a person and they couldn't.
3: Right, right. That was. <coughs> Corporation evil. They're um, like, hey, who can we take care of right now and just make it a TV show? Um, I'm <laughs> kidding. I
5: love Disney.
1: Please don't kill me, Disney. <laughs> no,
2: I love no you. It, they basically we have
5: a penal system with.
3: You know, people who penal.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> anyway, if you weren't going to be the one, to that one. <laughs> <laughs> like so another egg to dropped.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so it was basically yeah. All these people gathered up, and then nobody really knew who done it. And then all of a sudden, some the the people based on the outcome of the games and stuff, certain people would die along the way. And uh, it kind of, it, it was kind of cool. And the, I saw the last episode where the guy won all the money and stuff. And I guess the way it played out was kind of nifty-ish. It was definitely elaborate. So there was like a one part where they had a mountain lion in a cage. So there's that. Nice.
5: <laughs> a mountain <laughs> lion in a cage. Yeah. Now all you need is a mountain lion, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> silly me. Well, add that shit to water, you get gold, son. <laughs> I would, I would
1: like to see someone reimagine. The, and then there were none formula, yeah. and mm-hmm. see if they can modernize it in a way where you, they put an, a different of enough spin of it, on it that it would reinvigorate the genre. I don't know if it has to be funny or not. It, maybe they could. It should be. Yeah,
5: Family Guy tried. I guess you well, could say. And,
4: well, that was going to be a one off, no matter what. Right. I think something that would be interesting because what's something that they didn't have back in those days? Texting. Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of these, and then
1: Facebook, like, Facebook, cell phones like, with video cameras on them,
5: DNA. Yes. DNA. To make another what? John Mulaney comedy reference. <coughs> Sir, I yeah. found the blood next to a corpse. Mmm, gross. Let me get back to my, <laughs> my hunch. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, in, in fact, actually, all of the ways... <laughs>
0: it's
2: actually pretty funny. No.
0: All of all break. of those ways that we can catch criminals these days, it actually makes it a harder job for the writers, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, to actually make a story where you couldn't pin it on someone... You basically have to make characters who either are so well-versed in how the system works that you can get around all of the
5: forensics and everything. which or, is, yeah,
1: Or you work it into the plot like they do on NCIS and... Uh, NCIS? On, uh, NCIS and CSI, yes.
5: Oh. Well, I was going to say, to uh, concur with Sean's rationale, I think that's part of the reason why L.A. Confidential is such a fucking great movie, is that it takes that great pulp murder mystery genre... Turns it into, like, you know, a retrograde 1940s spin.
3: That was awesome. it was
5: just, and it's a fucking impeccable cast. Also James Cromwell. Um, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, Danny DeVito, uh, to name a few. Kim Basinger. Kim Kim Basinger, Basinger, mm -hmm, of course. mm -hmm. Uh, And, oh, Donald, uh, or uh, what's his name? Strathern. David. David Strathern.
1: Yes. Some people argue that L.A. Confidential is more or less a reimagining of Chinatown.
5: Mm. Uh, mm. Huh. That's a good. Cool. I
0: think it. I don't, I, know. I don't know if it's a reimagining. It's not it def- reimagining, but it's, it's inspired it, it, by. It, it was definitely that director going. I want to make my Chinatown. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It it's got a lot of tropes that are similar. It obviously, I mean, the fact that it also takes place in 1940s LA, also you know a big parallel. Yeah. So you know, it's. I think it's that's worth mentioning as well.
5: Yeah. Um, and then I just want to mention again how amazing *The Usual Suspects* is. Yeah. It won the Oscar for best original screenplay, and it has one of the best twists of all time, in yeah. my opinion. That I will not spoil. Anyone else can. But... I will. All Benicio right. del Toro did it. <laughs> Damn you, Sean! Thanks, Damn Sean. you, you
3: clever bastard! I was just watching it right now. <laughs> you ruined it for me. Correct. Um, I really liked *Memento*.
0: Oh
2: As yeah, a murder I mystery. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: god, mm-hmm. that one. That movie destroyed my brain the first time I saw yeah. it.
3: Yeah, me too. I was I, like, yeah, because I saw happening? it when I was
0: like eighteen, and I remember just being like, everything's backwards now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I
1: remember Sean was freaking out after you saw <laughs> and, that movie. Yeah,
0: and
4: then before, like, no, you know,
0: I I literally freaked out. I remember going I'm straight, straight to my friend Eric's house and like sure. <laughs> draw. I wrote "Don't believe his lies" on the back of pictures of oh, his family. Didn't you also? I actually wrote it on an orange that was in a fruit plate on the underneath
2: side. An orange, and I just put it in there. Don't, Don't believe his lies. And then I also remember lies. like burning
0: myself with a key so I could remember what happened that night because I wasn't sure. Oh, um, I was gonna remember. Or did not. you get oh tattoos God. all over your body, Sean? I think Sean I was Sean a had... strange eighteen-year-old.
1: Yeah, and this is before you discovered drugs, right?
0: No, I dabbled.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, was a dabble.
5: I dabbled. You may have dabbled before seeing that movie. One thing I really appreciate about Memento is that it takes what we come to recognize as a murder mystery, but it plays it. In, it's not a linear backwards story, but it jumps back and forth throughout the story, so it's not easy to figure out what's it's, going it's on. It's a backwards and, yeah. zigzag, yeah. and that's yeah. actually something that yeah. a lot
4: of a lot more modern things are taking is just breaking up the story yeah. and not not linear yeah, yeah. non-linear storytelling is becoming almost the the. The, norm. the standard now, yeah, which is fine. It's great. I mean, you still have your linear storylines, which can work really well. But it's you don't have to do that anymore. And a lot of people, especially the Nolan brothers, which I was going to say before, the Nolan brothers are playing with that very well with a lot of their movies. Right? Yeah,
1: indeed. Yeah.
4: Have you
0: guys seen on the special edition DVD of Memento where if you go through like a a series of Easter eggs where you can watch it in order?
5: (gasps) Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's it's yeah. No, and it's
0: fucked up because I never realized that the black and white parts are actually all together in the beginning of the story if you were watching it linearly. Yep. Uh, So I own it's all the the black and white, and then goes to the other parts, and it's fucking it's horror. It's actually fucking horrible movie to watch. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan, if you're a fan, it's great. But if you were to watch that movie for the first time that way, you'd be like, this movie's stupid.
3: Well, yeah, okay.
5: Actually, I don't know if I would agree with that, but I will tell you this. When I was taking that test, which took me about 20 tries on the DVD player, um, when I finally figured it out, uh, I watched the whole movie through and through, and I gotta tell you, linear wise. I thought it really worked, but like I mean, it plays more on the tropes that you would recognize and kind of predict by the end of the movie,
1: right? And that's how they—that was their way of bringing spice into it. It Was changing the order of of the chain of events, exactly. Yeah, Um, but it's
0: like at the very beginning of the movie, he explains everything to him about how many uh, times—spoilers—that he's done this and that he's thought that he's killed this guy, and he actually killed him before. All of that is ruined in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and then the rest of it is just going along.
1: I think for me, my favorite murder mystery. I mean, I, I think I'm going to agree with Evan. It's going to be Clue. Um, though for some reason, I don't know why this kind of is blaring. It's not quite murder mystery, but definitely is more detective story storyish. Uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah.
0: Nah. I've, I've been trying to rewatch <laughs>
3: that movie because I, every once in a while I catch it on uh, on TV, and I'm trying to rewatch it. And it just it doesn't have the same charm that it did when I was younger.
1: I really want to see. Are Tintin you guys trying and to, and to fucking Tintin. break
3: my heart
0: tonight?
4: I'm sorry
1: I
0: don't like Sherlock Holmes I don't like Dick Tracy Sean's about to kill
4: himself (laughs) for what it's worth Sean I know we just (laughs) met but I love you (laughs) thank
3: you sorry I'm sorry Sean I'm sorry I have my own opinions opinions just 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 right
5: right and wrong Well, if we're going to start talking about our favorite uh, murder mystery type of stories, the first one that I want to bring to the table that hasn't been brought is 12 Angry Men. Oh, yeah. Which is an incredible murder mystery from the criminal justice system. Yeah, that one's great. That's so good. If you haven't
4: seen it, the entire thing is free on YouTube. Is it for real? Yes, because I watched it like that. At least it was about a year ago. Okay. Um, Because I remember I I rewatched it then. I was like,
5: oh, yeah, this is great. I'm pretty sure also for those that are like hardcore movie, Blu-ray, DVD collectors, like I am, 12 Angry Men is part of the Blu-ray Criterion Collection. It was just released this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think it's more of a, I would say it qualifies more as a drama, but I do think it is a very interesting commentary on the prejudices that we project onto a crime, and one person is trying to look at it objectively, and he has to kind of shout down all these other uh, crazy theories that dissuade the people from Truth.
5: By the way, I just realized Family Guy also had a whole episode dedicated to spoofing, remaking 12 Angry Men as well. Another movie that I wanted to mention that I am shocked and appalled hasn't been mentioned so far Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's totally
5: a Who Duck. That totally That's totally, it. Whodunit. totally a Who Forget my, what I said is the before. That, one, that, is, my that is my favorite. Oh, come on. Yeah. I like Clue, though. Come on. okay yeah, yeah. We're not okay. just Clue.
0: Clue is higher on the list for me, too. But. God See, damn. You're the, Who the good guy. Roger? Roger Roger totally tied. Also. Remember me,
2: Eddie! When I when killed you, brother, I attacked! T- just like this. <laughs> That's
0: so fucking creepy. Still,
4: <laughs> <laughs> that, that when they murdered they, the shoe. There
3: we go, Christopher Lloyd. Then in the top two uh, murder mystery movies. Yeah, yeah. Also, there you go. Yeah,
4: the, the third Lloyd top, is the key. Christopher Lloyd mystery movie, Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. Who killed him? I'm <laughs> <laughs>
2: How Don't did they kidding. all die? <laughs> Seriously,
3: um, they didn't talk about that. No, they didn't. <gasps> oh, I want to make, movie. I want to make the prequel, of the Angels in the outfield. <laughs> How did?
0: <laughs> just call me out. The,
3: the murder. I want to watch that now. I want They I, were Sean, all
0: killed by Sean. the Oakland Athletics, and that's why they had to make them win the division.
1: <laughs> Sean, Sean, who killed Tony Danza's career? <laughs> oh,
2: sad.
5: But Tony then, Danza killed Tony Danza's yeah, fucking career. But then he came back for Don John. It's true. But he might again. get nominated for supporting that's true It's that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, for me, god, that movie, that scene in Roger Rabbit, just the when the sh- the shoe gets dipped. The oh. cartoon shoe gets yeah. dipped. that
5: is the most horrifying yeah. thing yeah. I saw as it a whole, is, little kid. Because you're seeing something so happy and jovial. And then yeah. you just hear it too and not just the sound effect of the shoe But well, you see him dying, go
1: into the dip at first and, and you, you see him he- being like I like mean agony exactly. Yeah.
5: yeah. And then you hear the sounds of the toxic fumes and liquid just Ugh. melting that fucker from existence. It's so so creepy. It's the screaming and then, then
1: just the goop.
5: And then you see as soon as that she was gone you see Christopher Lloyd through the fog and smoke just smiling with those glasses on. It's so creepy. So creepy. So
0: uh, my favorite... That I wanted to add to Clue and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Now that you reminded me, Kevin, Silence of the Lambs is pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. totally, yeah. is a murder yeah. mystery. Absolutely,
1: absolutely a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I
0: fucking love that movie. Put I watch that movie before I go to sleep a lot, which is crazy.
4: <laughs> it makes a lot of That's
5: sense. Why in the yeah, lambs are
3: screaming. So much. The
0: lambs are screaming in my dream. Put dreams. the lotion
5: in the basket.
1: And explains why you have to have someone strap you into your bed at night. It
3: oh, explains, wait. explains why he tucks it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my god Oh, oh man um, So yeah uh, Another one to throw on the table uh, We've already mentioned Gosford Park I think I did Mulholland Drive Another one Ooh. Came out in the early 2000s sure. David Lynch movie Yeah that's Funks right Fucks your brain up yeah, It does
1: um, Black yeah. Dahlia Brian De Palma
5: Yeah mm, Boo Hollywood
1: yeah. Land Hollywood Land There is uh, a plethora of movies That you could go out and, and see of all different types of genres, some that go into drama, some that go into comedy, some that go into true murder mystery itself. Um, and you know what folks, we also didn't talk about a lot of them, so why don't you share some of the ones that we may have missed with us? And of course you can do that through our website neuroronomy.com. and uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Brian Moriarty.
3: I'm at Sarah Ash 16.
4: I'm at the Satorius. I am at Big Sean Mo, and I am at Evan Michael That's Schu. It's S C H U. Also, I am at Plus Size Underscore Model. Yeah. Wow.
0: Really? You know what? I think Long Dong Silver and Plus <laughs> Size Underscore Model need to have a date. I think so
2: too. Uh,
4: <clears throat> and you know what? I'll accept. I will actually. I'll use my Plus Size Model handle to get Long Dong Silver for you.
0: Please, for the love of Christ, I want that. Twitter so bomb bad. this asshole. <laughs> So
1: bad. And folks, you know, we are, of course, a user-supported... Supported. We are
3: user-supported. We, we are user-supported.
1: We are. We supported. We are ours anymore. We are a user-supported.
3: We ours anymore. <laughs> Pop the car
0: in the fucking car park. Watch the departed. Pop <laughs> car have And then uh, uh. we're user-supported. Remember that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are a user-supported podcast. User-supported. Uh, if you can have it in your hearts and wallets, you can go to uh Click on the Donate button. Or if you
0: have it in your Grundle. Right?
2: <laughs> if you have it in where your, where your Grundle. You dude. You Sean, fun. come on.
1: Um, please, from the Neuronami.com page, you can go to Click on Donate or the merch and you can throw us some money by either buying a t-shirt or just giving us a donation over PayPal all that goes toward keeping up our nerd cave which is now in desperate need of both sealing and uh, a heater because it's getting really uncomfortable and really cold uh, now and of course um, speech therapy so I know how I say ours in supported uh, as well as not smacking my lips so please we appreciate and we appreciate all the money we've gotten especially recently and uh, we did want to share some quick feedback before we, we wrap up because we've got a lot for the night uh, uh, we, first off, we have to say I'm
5: sorry. Because yeah,
3: we've got some backlogged, um, but let's focus really quick on last week's episode. Sean,
5: cue the listener feedback music. Listen to feedback,
3: yeah! We are so sorry. Uh, yes, it was Cary Grant in Charade and not Clark Gable, so yeah, we effed that one up. Technically,
1: we actually lost, because that, yep. that would have been that the was third That would have um, been the
3: third one, so oh. even though we didn't really say it was going to be like a that much of a... Like a point challenge, but doesn't matter. Point yes. being, we lost. So sorry. But thank and you. And our future harder.
0: recordings, our future recordings of games like this, will have a moderator who will be attached to IMDb, so we will not have situations like this happen.
5: Yeah. We learned yeah. our lesson. But thank you Great. to all who called us out on it. It's nerds like you that make
3: us know we're doing our job right. Yeah. Um, another piece of listener feedback. Our good friend Steven down in Australia loves Alan the intrusive hipster ghost.
5: <laughs> he didn't make an appearance this
0: episode. He did not. I know it's okay. We needed to give it a break. We brought him back a lot last episode. Yeah.
1: Hey guys. Oh my. Sorry, I'm late. I was told our recording was going to be shut the fuck at up, eight Alan. Eight o'clock.
3: Dude, seriously, who told Alan?
1: I have made I
3: invited him. <laughs> Damn it. I, how did you get his number?
1: You're not
2: coming back. Aww. He's not on the phone book.
1: <laughs> I made for you a very special treat. Uh, they're these caramelized onion mushroom muffins. They're quite <laughs> delightful.
5: <laughs> Are they special mushrooms, Alan? Perhaps. Okay. Yes, they're chanterelles. <laughs> chanterelles.
3: <laughs> Um, Anyway, so, uh, Steven, I'm glad that we were able to make, um, yeah, you kind of mentioned that you were having a rough time, and I'm glad that we were able to help make it a little bit better with Alan. A guy named some guy uh, would love to hear an episode on movies related to Tolkien. That would be fun. Um, And he said, thanks for the show and the dick jokes. You are welcome.
1: We also have one person, uh, Trevor, who got our social media trivia questions correct on both Monday and Tuesday. (laughs) He has a whole long uh, piece of feedback that I want to read. He also told us to write a joke. Uh, or I asked him if he wanted us uh, to say anything ridiculous. He said, number five, the past, the present, and the future all walk into a bar at the same time. It was tense.
3: That is, I I love that joke. I've heard that joke before. I fucking <laughs> love that joke. Wait, seriously? Yeah. The past, the present, and the future walk, walk into in? a bar. Yeah. It was tense. As in past tense present tense, future tense, as in grammar.
4: It's a grammar
1: joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, right.
3: it took me a second. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, sorry.
1: Um, I fucking I, I, love that joke. <laughs> yeah. Sorry right, about an English So, uh, Trevor's commentary is, uh, first off, thank you for the trivia. I've been a big fan of Nerds on History for a while now, and I'm starting to get into Nerds on Film, but it takes me a while to open up to new podcasts. He did say something that I thought was really nice, though, and I'm, I'm going to say it on both podcasts. He said that we are the future of oh, that's podcasting.
2: that's very sweet. That's very so,
1: sweet. So... We provide great tangents, and, uh, he also loves your editing, Sean, so. Oh, thanks. Yep. Sean,
5: please Well, wait insert... a second.
0: If it's really good, he shouldn't even be able to notice it. I
5: fail. <laughs> oh. Sean, please insert children screaming happiness sound effect here.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, also insert children screaming and being massacred with machetes
1: <laughs> that are on fire.
2: <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
1: Most people don't know, but our podcast is actually edited with dual tape decks.
2: Oh, my God.
5: Dual uh, tape Jesus. dicks. Decks. Dicks. Oh, okay. Alan, your accent is a little thick. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I was just traveling.
5: I'm actually using
0: Adobe Premiere version 2.0 on the <laughs> Power Mac G3 because
2: I don't care.
3: <laughs> uh, we have another one uh, from Mark who wanted to. Uh, he just listened to the Princess Bride episode. And um, absolutely loves it because apparently he reads that when his daughters were three and five. He was reading them that story. So um, he really appreciated that. Uh, that. And
5: I love the story that you also mentioned when you showed them the movie for the first time. It was very touching. Thank you so much for yeah. that. If um, we missed
3: anything, I'm so sorry. We're, we're a little backlogged on listener feedback recording. So we apologize. Cool.
1: Evan, of course, thank you, sir, for being on our podcast. Much appreciated.
4: Thank you guys for having me. I've been a, I've been listening since the first episode, and I'm Yay! super happy to be a part of this, finally. Well, can you come back for more, then? I would love to come back for more. This Hooray. has been way more fun than even I thought may, it would we be. We may
1: want to have you back on for our Christmas one of our Christmas episodes. Has, Evan, so.
0: has the mystery been shattered knowing how much we just go off on tangents and have to cut a sh- bunch of shit out?
4: <laughs> Amazingly, okay, i got to give props to the editing, because I thought, like... We've been here for, like, three hours, and I thought you guys were, like, here for, like, maybe, like, cut out, like, five minutes of your stuff. No, No. we
3: cut out so much.
4: First of all, it's amazing how much shit you guys came up with, and two, it's amazing that it doesn't even feel like that when you listen to it. So, props to the talking, props to the editing. This operation is running so smoothly. I'm very impressed with all of you. Well, you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thanks.
1: And, uh, of course, as always, until next time, stay nerdy. And tune into us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, Nerdonomy. Dot .com. Bye. Peace. Later. Later. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex.
2: I am your singing telegram. Ugh!